This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is alongside me defending his title yet again. It's Italian football broadcaster Daniele Fisichella. And the challenger this week is French football journalist James Eastham. Steve, um, a number of bad bets last week, including for yourself, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. How on earth did they throw away a two-goal advantage against the worst team in the not the world, but certainly in Germany in the top <laughs> division, as we called them last week, Darmstadt? Don't even go there, Dan. I mean, I 2-0. And I honestly was counting my money. In fact, I had a few messages saying that people literally were counting their money. There are some books who pay out if teams go into a 2-0 uh, advantage in matches. So there were quite a lot of happy bettors messaging me. But it, for me, it was disappointing. I mean, I can't believe Antrack Frankfurt, Dan. I, they are very much in my bad books after collapsing in that game against a shocking Darmstadt. And um, you know, I'm licking my wounds after that one. I pretty Everything that I gained in the previous show... I, I pretty much gave away last week. So uh, it's the ups and downs of, of the betting world. Yeah, always variance. Daniele's hot dog, of course, cash last week. And Daniele is back for what we've just been discussing off air as now what is a fifth title defence, Daniele? You, you, yes. you, are, you, you are setting the standard. Uh, yeah, well, I've been lucky to be fair because I, I won the last two hot dogs. And I think that really helped my you know, make my way through, navigate my way through the shows. But yes, uh, beating uh, everyone left, right and centre. So yeah, Apart James from James, though, you haven't been James, from James in, in this current run. run. In no, this bring current it on. Uh, bring yeah, it on, Daniel. Uh, bring it on. Uh, we, we, we're not really going to talk title race in Serie A, but I just thought I'd flag it up, Daniel. Obviously, you've a top of the standings yes. and they are now plus 225. Intru didn't play in the league last weekend, minus 278. Have we got a title race, do you think? Of course we have. We had it since uh, day one, although Allegri doesn't want to admit it. And now, obviously, <laughs> Inter with the game in hand. And guess what? Next week, Inter Juve. So, here we go. Should be a really interesting game. We'll be covering that one for you one way or another. Uh, James has been out in Africa, of course, uh, covering AFCON um, uh, for us. Uh, not backing Blighty uh, just yet. Um, AFCON's been interesting. Um, Morocco, the favourites. We've had some interesting results, James. Yeah, I think I think our boss Nigel's going to sack me, Dan, because for another for another outlet, which shall remain nameless, I tipped Algeria to win this tournament. They went out this week, didn't they? And they've actually sacked their manager. So I'm not sure I should be tipping on Afcon anymore. But yeah, it's been an amazing tournament, and I actually think there's some great prices on Bet Rivers in the outright market. Um, teams like Guinea, who've done really well, available at plus four thousand. I mean, plus four thousand, right? If you look at their draw, you can think, well, they could easily get to the semis. So amazing tournament. Fantastic football, uh, loads of drama and late goals, and I do think there is some value in that market. Yeah, check out all the futures prices. A little bit of a break before we get into the knockout stages when it comes to Afcon. A reminder: as we've kicked into 2024, we've tweaked the challenge just a little bit. Four plays count, including a best bet, two-unit play, and we've got a same-game parlay as well. And we'll be looking ahead. 
uh, to the big game in Europe this weekend, which is Paris Saint-Germain against Brest. It is first against third in Liga. It's Sunday 2.45 and it also uh, features in our official plays also. So uh, watch out for that coming up fairly quickly in the show. We're going to start with uh, Stephen Daniele's best bets first and foremost. And Steve, uh, this is Saturday, 9.30 Eastern. It's Hoffenheim against Heidenheim. It's the Heim derby. You've come for an Asian goals play here. Hoffenheim, the favourites at minus 155. Heidenheim at plus 370. Draw plus 335. You're focusing on goals here. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Derby there. They're not a million miles apart in terms of the geography. Hoffenheim don't really have a rival. They're not particularly a hated hated club. Um, probably Stuttgart would be the, the team, I think, um, with them. But uh, one thing you're going to get with Hoffenheim is goals, Dan. They're a crazy team. I think all their matches by two this year are both teams to score. They've scored in every game apart from away against Bayern. And they actually hit the woodwork two or three times in that game. So you know what you're going to get with them, but they can't defend. They concede way too many chances. And I think on at least a dozen occasions, they conceded two goals. So I'm always looking at the goal line in their game. And over three Asian goals at minus 117 looks a looks a banker to me here. Um, you know, we get in the push if there's exactly three goals. Heidenheim come here and they're actually unbeaten in, in five Bundesliga games. But I think they're poor. Like their underlying metrics are really shocking, defensively bad. And I think it's a matter of time. Someone's going to give them a bit of a silly spanking, I think, Dan. And um, it might come here because Hoffenheim are due a big win. And I actually looked. I was going to have the hot dog in the same game for this. I wanted Hoffenheim over 2.5 goals on the to team total, but it's only plus 160. So I couldn't have it as the hot dog. But um, I mean, I think there's goals at both ends, definitely. I'm looking like a 4-2 win for for Hoffenheim, something like that. It just screams goals. And I, this Heidenheim team have got to come down the table now because they, they can't keep up these metrics. I think the manager, Frank Smith, is a candidate for manager of the season. He's 607 games he's been in charge of, by the way, since 2007. So he's a club legend. And I think if he keeps them up, it would be a hell of a job. Um, but I'm, I want to be betting against Heidenheim for most of the rest of the season. And I'm kind of betting against them here because of their defence. So... Over three Asian goals at minus 117. This is my best pick of the week. That's the two-unit play from Steve. Mm -hmm. Let's get to uh, Italy. And Daniele's two-unit pick. This is Monza against Sassuolo. Monza are plus 120. Sassuolo plus 210. And the draw or ties plus 260. Daniele, we don't usually see Sassuolo just outside of the relegation zone at this time of year. We've spoken about them over the last couple of years and usually get themselves into a good position to make sure that it's a fairly easy second half of the season. Not so much maybe this term. They are a big price, plus 700 to go down. Is there relegation fears surrounding Sassuolo at the moment, Daniele or not? The fear is that they could do a Sampdoria like season. So a team that is built not to go down, to be safe. And then out of a sudden they find themselves in hot water and they can't resist they can't uh, handle uh, the pressure because these players probably are not used to uh, to be there but yeah it's been a difficult season uh, for Sassuolo a very strange one they beat an Inter Juventus and Fiorentina three of the top four still only five points uh, from uh, salvation team that only kept one clean sheet so far, really leaky, leaky defense. But the problem with Sassuolo is that they play the same way no matter what, no matter who they play against. The last 3-0 defeat at Torino, they play open 
you know, nice football, try to make intricate passes, but sometimes they almost try to tend to score the perfect goal. Juventus goes on the other on the other on the other way, you know, a shoot from Vlaovic, a mistake from the goalkeeper, and they are two 0 up already. So then for Sassuolo it's very difficult to uh, go back here. Uh, seven of the last nine Sassuolo away games have ended with three goals or more, but they got the fifth best attack away from home. So when they travel Sassuolo, they score more than Lazio, Fiorentina, Roma. You could trust them to go to Monza and score a goal at least, considering the Monza this season has been. A a little bit soft, especially um, recently against Inter. They lost 5-1. Uh, they deployed two midfield, two attacking midfielders behind the strikers, so leaving Inter the numerical advantage. Conceded eight in the last three. Lost 3-0 to Empoli. Serie A worse attack. Lost three of the last four games at home. So the numbers for Monza are not that great, to be fair. Maybe this could be a draw. Uh, you know, reverse fixture finish 1-0 for Monza. Not necessarily deserved. Uh, Sassuolo Asian handicap plus 0.25, which pays minus 118. That's my pick. So if it's a draw, you get half your stake. That's why I'm going for the two units pick. But yeah, you could fancy Sassuolo to have something more than Monza at the moment. Is Barardi going to stay? There's always lots of speculation. He Daniel will. He's going to leave. If he, if he was going to leave, he, he, he would have left in the summer. And in fact, he missed the first three games of the season because he wanted to go to Juve and Sassuolo didn't allow him. If he leaves, yes, of course, Sassuolo are a relegation candidate, but they won't let him leave just yet. But yes, I think at the end of the summer, he's been there 12 years already. So yeah, it's very likely he's going to leave. Yeah, he's their talisman. Fantastic player to watch. <laughs> Plus 170 uh, to score. We like Sassuolo on the Asian handicap here. Quarter ball, minus 118. Big game of the weekend across the continent is Paris Saint-Germain versus Brest. It's a 2.45 Sunday Eastern kickoff in the French capital. It is first against third. Paris Saint-Germain, short price favourites at minus 2.50. Brest are plus 5.75 despite their lofty position and the draw at plus 4.20. Uh, James, the, the first question that everyone's got to ask themselves when they look at Paris Saint-Germain is do you fade them or do you play them? Obviously, they've been involved in cup football since the start of the year and are through to the latter stages of the Coupe de France. But there is a sense maybe that they're playing with a handbrake off at long last after a sort of troubled and struggling European group stage campaign. Yeah, I think that's fair, Dan. And I think the market has got PSG completely wrong this season. Actually, I know you're really good, Dan, at keeping up with whether you would have made money or lost money back in the favourites, that sort of thing. This season, if you'd been with Paris Saint-Germain rather than opposing Paris Saint-Germain, you'd have made money because I think at home, the market is underrating their chances of winning. And that's why I'm backing PSG here. Um, I'm backing them on the Asian handicap with a minus 1.25 goal start, uh, which is available, I think, at, at, at pretty good odds. You can get them at minus 112. The fact is, Dan, at home this season, PSG, when they win, they tend to win by a couple of goals. So in nine of the 10 matches at home that they have won, they've won by two goals or more. And that's my thinking here. So if you think PSG are going to win, don't worry about backing them just to win the match. Go on the Asian handicap because they've shown all season that they can go and win games by a couple of goals. And that's what I expect them to do. I know it's first against third, Dan, but they're a much better side than Brest. And I think they'll show it. So this is my two-point pick. I think PSG on the Asian handicap all day long here, you can back them. How good have Brest been, Steve, so far 
this season, obviously third and, and looking maybe to qualify for the Champions League. They're an unfashionable name and one that I guess a lot of betters would not have expected to be in this position in the turn of the year. Do you know what? I've just talked about Frank Schmidt being manager of the year in Bundesliga. I think Eric Waugh could be a candidate for manager of the season in, in Liga because the job he's done here is fantastic. I've had a good deep dive into Brest because, you know, obviously there's some surprising numbers that they're being up there third in the table. They have overachieved, you know, and the expected points table, though, has them down in seventh, which is still very good for Brest. So they've actually been a decent team, you know, Dan. Um, just not quite as they're not a Champions League sort of qualifying team, but they're obviously top half. And the big overachievement has come defensively. You know, you look at the goalkeeper, they've had a few miraculous blocks. Teams haven't really always converted their chances against them. So they're not that bad, but they've got, I mean, they've got a terrible record against PSG. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys really look at head to heads, but they've lost the last 14 against them, which is, I mean, it's just not a team that PSG have problems with, you know? So I think Brest will come here and. I actually am not sure what their approach will be. More likely defensive. Um, good chance PSG maybe win this match to nil. So I, I do like James's, but it's not often you get PSG minus 1.25 on the Asian handicap against a team like Brest. You know, even against a big team, they bid this handicap against like the Marseille's of this world. So it does look very, very generous from the books. It's interesting, Daniele, when we look at Liga and the amount of players that are away on AFCON duty and a smattering at the Asian Cup as well. But Paris Saint-Germain don't seem to be too much affected. Obviously, Hakimi's out with Morocco. Kang is uh, with South Korea in the Asian Cup. But they've got such a big squad. And when you look at the other teams in Liga, there's a whole manner of teams that have lost four, five, six, seven players. Do tend to think that we should be backing Paris Saint-Germain in this game. And it's just how we back them, isn't it? Oh, you're on mute, Daniele. Sorry. There we, they, there we go. They're in form, we were saying. Five wins in a row for PSG. They are undefeated in 12 since they lost one at the San Siro. And, you know, Luis Enrique is slowly but firmly changing the culture of PSG. They are giving more opportunity to youngsters. Sandy Mayulo debuting with scoring against Orleans, following the footpath of Zaya Remini. But in the league, in Ligue 1, PSG are dominant because Mbappé is dominant. He's indispensable. 19 goals in 17 games, 40 3% of all Paris Saint-Germain goals and you know they come on the back of very good results win away a Lance where Barcola impressed but again Mbappé playing more in the central role is being so so dominant and you know last season Lance and PSG were very close actually Lance beat PSG uh, at the Bollard de l'Elysse and now uh, they are miles apart so yeah PSG are uh, dominant I know Brest are unbeaten in nine games reverse fixture was a little bit close 2-3 for the Parisians, but yeah, you would say Paris Saint Germain to score more than 1.5 goals, Paris Saint Germain to win. I, I like the pick from James, perhaps both to score, considering PSG are missing also screener due to injury by uh, nothing mm. but a PSG win for me. Yeah, that's not the worst bet potentially. It's going to be an interesting game. And just on Mbappe, uh, James, it's not often that Bet Rivers. Um, play both to score and not to score. They usually focus on the, the big-name strikers who score an awful lot of goals. And I always look to the counter. I always look to not to score here. But Mbappe, minus 167, just to score in the game. Plus 115, not to score. But you look at the numbers, and Daniele has just suggested, or just said, you know, 19 goals so far in Liga this season. You look at the percentages. 
and he's still a value play at minus 167. And he looks to be, I don't know if he's the Real Madrid thing, he's ever going to come off, whether it's set for the summer. I mean, what's your thoughts on Mbappe? Should we just go, just go big on Mbappe to score in this one? Yeah, 100%. I actually think I agree with you, Dan. I think at minus 167, it, it's good value. The reason it's good value is because PSG have spent the best part of 130 million euros on two other strikers in Gonzalo Ramos and uh, Randall Kolomani. They've got absolutely no idea what to do with them. I mean, at the moment, looking at the teams that Luis Enrique is picking every week, I don't think he thinks they're good enough to start. I think the front three, when everybody's fit now at PSG, is Bradley Barcola, Usman Dembele on the wings. And that means, as Daniele said, Mbappe increasingly playing as a central striker. So right now, if you're somebody that likes playing the goal-scoring markets, the only player you can back is Mbappe. And those prices that are available on all the PSG players, he is actually, even though he's the shortest price, the value pick. Yeah, Mbappe minus 167, Ramos plus 190, Dembele plus 320, Barkley has been excellent since coming in, plus 335. Mounier is uh, the shortest um, uh, player for Brest at plus 360 to score at any time in the game. Just on Brest, Stephen, I keep throwing you the Brest questions here, but they're plus 150 top four, they're minus 200 top six, plus 900 betting without Paris Saint-Germain. Is there an angle in with Brest long-term, do you think, this season? No. No, they'll they'll drop down the table. Brutal from Steve. No, it's not happening. Um, they, I think they'll finish about where, where their expected points is about seventh, maybe. They just they're not good enough. They haven't got the quality. Because uh, and other teams below them will get better in in the second half of the season. I've got a couple of sort of leads here in this game that I'm looking towards the referee because my mate Dick Turpin's in charge of this one. Um, Clement Turpin. His proper name. Um, stealer of cards for a lot of cards backers down the years. He, he averages a really low number of cards. But one thing with Turpin is he, he, he actually gives quite a lot of reds out. A lot of red cards. And quite a few of them are on VAR uh, overturn. Uh, because he lets the players get away with so much. This is my theory to it. That they eventually someone almost like literally commits murder on the field. Um, because they've been getting away with so much. And he has to give a red, even if he doesn't think it's a red. VAR going to have to give it. Plus 410 for a red card. Like The stats of the both teams don't really point to a red. But I watch out. Whenever Turpin's in charge, red cards can flow. And also penalties often flow with him. He averages um, nearly 0.4 penalties per game, which increases in like bigger fixtures like Champions League, World Cup fixtures and stuff like that. Plus 190 for a penalty to be awarded in this game. I think you could look at those two ang- angles with the referee. Watch watch him. Uh, You'll you think, God, that should be a yellow card. And he lets them get away with, with it. So, yeah, Dick Turpin is always on, on my sort of uh, watch list as a referee. Uh, can, I just say, can I just say, Dan, very quickly, we don't, we don't want to big Steve up too much, but his knowledge of the French League One referees is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. When we did the League One show last year, we almost had a weekly uh, review and preview of referees' performances. So, honestly, to Bet Rivers listeners who like the cards market, listen to Steve because he knows his stuff. Yeah, I, I must admit, it, it, the thing with referees letting things go you know, you'll look at cards in the opening half an hour, 45 minutes, and there won't be any. And if you've not watched the game, you'll wonder why. But if, if he lets them go, players 
professional footballers, they push the boundaries. And as soon as they know that they can get away with stuff, they will push it more and more and more. And Steve's exactly right. There's chances are that cards will come out later in the game. That's uh, that's uh, happening uh, an awful lot across across various different leagues. Uh, just confirm your two-unit play, though, James, before we move off uh, for yeah. our hot dog section. Two-unit play for you this weekend. Yeah, so it's PSG minus 1.25 on the Asian handicap, which is available at minus 112. Hot dogs have been in profit for us over the course of the season. Daniele's hot dogs have been brilliant uh, this uh, year, 2024. And Daniele mentioned at the top of the show, one of the reasons why he's been uh, the uh, the winning um, uh, challenger over the course of the last month. We're going to start with Steve's hot dog pick first and foremost, though. This is in Germany, Steve. 12.30 Saturday, we go to Leverkusen uh, Gladbach. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy shop here, Dan. Or in my case, knowing my Twitter handle like Steve Wish in a butcher's shop, because this is <laughs> I could give you a whole show of picks on this game. I'm absolutely love this game. Um, I'm gonna first of all make an outlandish prediction. I think Leverkusen are gonna lose for the first time this season. I think Dabak are gonna come here and beat them. Uh, I think it's ripe for a, a big shock. The bet that I'm going with for the hot dog is over four and a half goals at plus wow. two twenty-five. Now I did want I wanted this to be over four Asian goals, but it's plus one seventy for that. Not quite within our hot dog permitted uh, odds of plus one eighty, but I think this could go crazy over. I mean, Leverkusen are going to be missing all of their starting defenders: Kusanu, Jonathan Tarr, and Tapsova are all out, either on international duty or suspended. So that's a big problem for them. We know Gladbach. Gladbach can beat anyone. Just ask Bayern Munich down the years. They'll come here and they won't be defensive. They won't be coming for a point. They'll hit them on the counter-attack. They've got guys like Alassane Play, Jordan, guys like that who, I mean, I think Gladbach will, I think they could score multiple goals. You could look at the over one and a half team total on them. Leverkusen are going to be under pressure in this game. But one thing I'll say about them, they've got fight, they've got belief. They've got moments in them. They've scored with literally the last kick of the game to win the last two. Uh, and they've got goals in them, even without Victor Boniface, who's ruled out till April now. Uh, Patrick Schick is now in the attack, leading the line. I think he could have a good game here. He suits this matchup well. It, it's, for me, it's a, it's a big over game. I'm thinking like 3-2 either way. And I think Gladbach can do it, you know. I mean, I looked at them draw double chance as well as a hot dog here. Plus 8.50 on the money line, you could do worse. Um, I might look completely silly with this prediction but i think leverkusen are going to be in for a tough time but for my hot dog it is over four and a half goals let's go big here plus 225 um they've left it very late haven't they leverkusen if you're betting at last couple of games if you're betting in play for goals or, or money lines um don't throw any tickets away because there's late goals are plenty certainly with leverkusen who are minus 120 for the title buying last look minus 121 they're full behind after that win over union uh, last night, those are the latest title prices. Um, that game, 12.30 Saturday, 2.45 Eastern Saturday is Milan against uh, Bologna. Uh, Daniele, uh, your hot dog uh, comes at San Siro. What do we like? The goals market. Again, as we did last week with Udinese Milan, now I go Milan-Bologna over three goals plus 185. Only three goals scored, you get your money back, of course, because Milan scoring a lot of goals lately. 23 goals scored only in the first half in Serie A, their top. And uh, they have been involved in 10 games in Serie A that produce more than three 
2.5 goals. I know they got the best defense, second best defense at home, only five goals conceded, but lately they have conceded a few goals. There are some, still some defensive frailties for Milan, and more, moreover, is just when the rhythm goes down, they tend to take the foot of the gas, and then they need to come back uh, with some heroics, as they did in the second half against Udinese. Uh, most of 50% of Milan games have been both to score and over 2.5 goals. Bologna, a bit in a bad moment, no wins in four games, but this season they already played twice at the San Siro against Inter, have scored four goals, knocking out Inter of Coppa Italia. The good news is that Zirkzi, their top goal scorer, is returning from suspension. They are slightly fresher because they didn't play last week due to the Super Cup shenanigans and whatever, so they are a little bit more rested. Only one away win for Bologna as Salerno. Maybe they are suffering a little bit from flying so high. We will see, but he's a team that will go toe-to-toe with Milan. Might concede a few uh, chances there. There have been three or more goals in five out of the last seven Bologna away games. Six of them have ended with both teams to score. For me, it's an over three goals, plus 185. Shrewd play. Got that push as well, if it is three, when it comes to the Asian goal line. And finally, James, obviously in uh, Liga. This is 9 a.m. Sunday, um, Strasbourg. At uh, Clermont, what's the thinking here? What's the big price play? The big price play here, Dan, is Strasbourg on the Asian handicap here. Minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap at plus 210. These two sides played each other in the French Cup last weekend at exactly the same venue. It was a home game for Clermont and Strasbourg won it 3-1. And for me, they were comfortably uh, the better team in that game. So I don't see any reason why the result will be any different this time. I think Strasbourg, a week on, can be the better team again. I think crucially as well, Dan, if you look back at that French Cup game, both of the teams were pretty strong. You know, obviously you see rotation in the French Cup. There wasn't a huge amount of rotation. And um, so I think the teams will be fairly similar that take to the field for this game. And Strasbourg were simply the better team. And um, yeah, I think, you know, you can back Strasbourg just to win if you want. I think that's a great price if you just prefer the, the straight win market. Strasbourg at plus 160. But obviously in the hot dog, we're looking at the bigger price. So I've backed them on the Asian handicap at plus 210. And with that pick, Asian handicap, Strasbourg starting minus 0.75. You do just need Strasbourg to win the game to make a profit. Shrewd play. That's Strasbourg minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap against Clermont at plus 210. It runs nicely into Steve's second pick of the week. Not a hot dog, just a second regulation play, but it's on the same match, Steve. Yeah, I just want to say that I'm loving the hot dog lineup this week. It's my favourite lineup of all three. I think the hot dog's going to be sizzling on that barbecue that, yes. um, this week. I really do. Um, yeah, Clermont Strasbourg. This is a really interesting game. And um, do you know what? There was. A, I've got a little clip I'm going to play soon uh, because Strasbourg have had a real upturn in form, and um, there's a rumor going around that the big motivation for it has been um, Patrick Vieira, what he watched on the Bet Rivers European show with me and James a few weeks ago, and he's been playing it to his players. So I'm just going to bring it, I'm just going to bring this on now. Um, this is the clip from a few weeks ago, and this is what was said. I mean, I don't want to say he's a bad manager or a bad coach. That's unfair. But I'll tell but. you what, if I... 
if I was a fan of a team that he was in charge of, I'd be bored stiff. He just he's so negative. He parks the bus. He's very defensive. I I think he is a bad manager. I'm going to say it. I think, and I, I'm I'm leaving Crystal Palace out of this because I don't really follow the Premier League. But I think the job he did at Nice was average, and I think he's made some odd decisions in the Strasbourg job. Oh, well. <laughs> so, I'm totally stitched up here by Steve. Steve, but let's put a date in the diary for six months and let's see how he's doing, shall we? Let's see how. Do, we, you, how do you still uphold <laughs> comments, James, about am, him being a bad manager? I am going to. Stand I think it's both of you. It was both of you. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, the thing. The thing is, they have improved. I'm going to hold my hands up here on on Strasbourg and Patrick. Yeah. They have improved, so my apologies to Mr. Vieira about that. But, you know, I still think, actually, that even though they've done a bit better recently, I think they're 10 points clear of Strasbourg uh, going into this game, and they've had some good results. So, you know, fair play to him. We've obviously motivated him and his players over the last few weeks. I still think that by the end of the season, they're going to be lower than they should be in the table. So let's have a look at the end of May, how they're doing. When they win the <laughs> and league. How, okay. And how many points they pick up between now and May, because I still think we're going to be revisiting this conversation at some point by the end of the season. Since, since that video, they've scored 17 goals in nine games. I mean, he's definitely listened to me. He's proved me wrong because they have been a lot more offensive-minded. So, Patrick... I apologise. You are Mr. Entertainment now. Um, but um, And that leads on to my bet, actually, for the game. Um, I'm going with over 2.25 goals at minus 110. James said he expects a very similar game to last week, and so do I. I think that we, both teams will be going for this. I actually think Strasbourg could cover the line on their own because Clermont defensively are awful right now. Um, James said there wasn't a lot of rotation. Uh, Clermont can't rotate. They haven't got a very big squad. So that highlights their, their problems. Um, I do actually think both teams will score because I think Clermont are in kind of a desperation mode, really. They're, they're down at the bottom there. They know Leon are probably going to escape the drop zone. So the pressure's on them to, they'll feel that they need to win this game. They'll think it's a winnable game. So I like the overs, over 2.25 goals, half loss of physics, two exactly. Um, but I'm thinking, well, why not? Again, 3 1 to Strasbourg. I think that could be the, the result now. Uh, Lazio Napoli next for us. Daniele second picks. This is uh, midday on Sunday. Eastern Lazio plus 130. Napoli plus 225. How has that happened away? Uh, Lazio, uh, the draw at plus 220. Little has gone right for Napoli uh, this season, Daniele. But I, I didn't watch the game, but apparently they played a bit better in the Supercoppa final against Inter. Uh, still lost. They've still got players away on an international duty, but you are siding with them to a certain extent here anyway. I'm going to go for Napoli and Gianandica plus 0.25, minus 122 away at Lazio. Yes, they lost the Supercoppa against Inter, but against Inter and against Fiorentina in the semi-final, they play the only possible way they can play now, which is a defensive, playing with a back three, two wing backs like Mario Rui or Mazzocchi, that they don't mind doing the hard job and then, you know, trying to exploit uh, the problem that other teams might have when they attack so much and leave spaces on the counter. It worked against Fiorentina, didn't quite work against Inter, although they made Inter life very, very difficult. Then they remained with 10 men and in the end they conceded in stoppage time. But probably this trip to Saudi Arabia has made them rediscover a little bit the fighting spirit, forget about Napoli from last season, the nice possession, the meaningful possession and also the weight of attacks that we saw is nothing like, is going to be much more speculative, but that's what Mazzari 
Lazzari is good about making 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 the most of average to lower quality players, players that are not superstars. He can work with those, of course, without Osimen, without Varashelia for this one who suspended, without Cajust, without Simeone suspended. Lazio, on the other hand, they were trashed by Inter. They were coming on the back of five consecutive wins in Serie A, but it didn't look like they didn't want they wanted to be there in Saudi Arabia. Really also with problems without Immobile, without Zaccagni, it's going to be uh, Pedro as a false nine with Anderson. I know Lazio are becoming a little bit smarter to manage the tight margins, but I think Napoli, after losing the last three away games in Serie A, Juventus, Roma, I think they're going to they're gonna keep it tight. Let's put it this way. They haven't scored, by the way, in the last three away games. I'm going to give a very bold prediction, maybe 1-1, a draw, but that will win you the, the, the bet, you know, Asian Andy, a plus 0.25 for Napoli. That's Lazio versus Napoli for you, which is midday on Sunday. Uh, James's second play for the challenge, Marseille-Monaco, which is 3pm on Saturday. Plus 130, Marseille-Monaco, plus 180, the draw, plus 280 here. This is 7th versus 4th, James, as I'm sure you're aware. It feels like a big game in terms of both teams' top four ambitions this season. Yeah, always a big game, Dan, as well, this in the south of France. And um, my pick is on Monaco. You've been through the prices there. Marseille are obviously clear favourites. I'm not a massive fan of backing Monaco to win the game. I just think that the game is a much more even contest than this market is suggesting. So you can back uh, Monaco here on the Asian handicap plus 0.25 start at minus 127. I think that's a pretty good pick because then you'll make money either if Monaco win or if the game ends in a draw. Really, my main thinking here, Dan, on this game is about the goals threat, because at the moment, Marseille are not scoring a great deal of goals. Now, they've got a lot of players away at the AFCON um, who would not necessarily start, but who would potentially come off the bench. And what that means is they're left with very few options in attack. So it's very difficult at the moment for the manager to freshen things up attacking-wise uh, during games. And I, I do think that is causing them problems over 90 minutes, whereas Monaco don't really have that problem. They've got Wissam Ben Yedder, who got a hat-trick in the French Cup last weekend. They've got Balogun as well. I just feel that at the moment there's a little bit more threat from Monaco. And for that reason, I think they should avoid defeat here. So that's my pick. It's Monaco on the Asian handicap at minus... 127. Uh, plus 150 Marseille, top four, minus 225 Monaco. Uh, Steve James, quickly, any any thoughts on those two teams and where they might finish at the end of the campaign, Steve? I am unfortunately quite down, downbeat with Marseille at the moment. Um, it's not happening. Um, I'm getting a feeling of doom and gloom and I've been there before and it's a good time to be facing them. They've got players away and look, who knows long term with Marseille? I've kind of given up with them a bit this season to be honest I'm not even commenting on the odds and the betting for them because they're depressing me so much Dan uh, James any, anything any value there do you think plus 150 Marseille could they rouse themselves to talk I mean no it's not at all I, no. I, I'm not at all Dan I'd ignore it I mean there's so much get ready to trading. pick this one up by the way for about three weeks time since you've yeah Steve can put it with the zero there's, <laughs> there's so much player trading going on at Marseille Dan that honestly even though we've only got a week of the window left it could be a completely different team at Marseille by February the 1st because they are looking to improve. But no, I just wouldn't back them at the moment to be top four. I think they're probably probably going to come up a bit short and probably got a bit much to do. Oh, we've got Mbanya. We've got Faris Mbanya now, who we signed from the Norwegian club Buda Glimp. That excites me. Watch out. I'm going to be betting on him anytime scorer when you get settled. He's a, I really like him. 
Uh, same game parlays. We've got three for you. One from Daniele, one from James, and one from Steve. 9am Sunday, Serie A first and foremost. Daniele, this is Atalanta versus Udinese. What you got for us? I'm going to go for Atalanta, home side to win and over 1.5 cards for Udinese. Unfortunately, I cannot go for Kuhnmeiner's shots on target because he apparently he is injured, but that would have been my play. But I still go with the home side, won the last four home games. They've been so clinical against lower to mid-table teams. Third best home attack and Udinese, 35 goals conceded, only trickly shit, five of the last six games, both to score. Smarter on the counter, Udinese, but I think they're going to suffer a lot. 47 yellow cards for Udinese, two reds, six yellows against Milan, five against Lazio, recently two against Bologna and Torino. So you can see there is a pattern there, but yes, a home win and over 1.5 cards for the visitor, plus 116. Uh, Daniele has gone for cards included in his same game, Pali. For James, you've got creative with corners. What's the play? Yes, I've looked at corner stats, Dan, for the, I think the first time in my entire life. I've never <laughs> ever looked. I don't think I've ever looked at corner stats on a football match anywhere. But for the for the same game parlay, I was struggling, and I've looked at the corner stats. So this is what I've come up with. Um, the game is Toulouse against Lance, and actually, if you do look at the stats on this, uh, Lance win almost two corners more per game than they concede. And Toulouse concede more than two corners per game than they win. So what you've got here in simple terms is a game between a Toulouse side who generally concede more corners than they win and a Lons side who generally win more corners than they concede. So that's the first half of the same game parlay. The second half is Lons on the double chance market because they're a much better side than Toulouse. They should at least avoid defeat here. Double chance means that uh, Lons win, you're OK. Lons draw, you're OK. Put it in a same game parlay with Lance having most corners. And there you go. And it's available at plus 116. Plus 116, same price as Daniele, same game parlay. And Monday, 2.45 Eastern, Serie A action. Salnitana take on Roma. Obviously, Daniele De Rossi now in charge. Uh, Roma and Steve, this is your same game parlay pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this same game parlay, Dan. Um... Roma against Salonatana against Roma. Both teams to score yes and over 2.5 goals at plus 160. And um, yeah, Danielli really whetted my appetite about talking about Roma last week and also Salonatana, actually. Um, you know, new manager syndrome at Roma. I think they're going to be, you want to make a statement, go for goals. You know, this is a match they've got to be winning. So I think they need to put on a bit of a show. And, and Salonatana are down there at the bottom. Are they quite as bad as we think? Um, I don't know, really. I think they have a go. They're quite a good watch, aren't they, Salernitana? They're decent, entertaining. They've scored goals in all the last eight games. You know, they beat Lazio here, um, two-all draw against Milan. This might not be a complete gimme for Roma. I think they'll win the game, but there's not a guarantee about it. I think Salernitana on a Monday night will go down swinging. And this just looked a massive price to me as a, as a combo. Both teams scoring... I think it's, it's plus money anyway, but adding the over two and a half goals, you're getting plus 160. I, I think it's a big bit of value here and um, in a match which Roma really need to perform in done. So I'm really liking this SGP. Um, Jose Mourinho, of course, um, was uh, sacked and Daniele De Rossi came in. Daniele, we talked about it last week. I mean, off the back of Jose Mourinho at any team, you tend to think that the style is going to change a little bit. Will that be the case, do you think, with 
with De Rossi now in charge? Did we see anything in that that win last weekend to suggest it will be different, or is it too early to to say for fans and betters? In the first 25 minutes against Verona, we saw Roma playing more vertically. They had four attacking players on the pitch, Pellegrini, Lukaku, Dybala and El Sharawi, and produced two goals. So we saw a Roma that was more on the front foot. In the second half, it was back to Mourinho's Roma. They struggled a lot against Verona. The defence is still a concern. Had Verona not missed the penalty on the 2-0 up, probably they would have drawn the game. Roma, by the way, travelled to Saudi Arabia to play a friendly yesterday against Al-Shabaab. They won 2-1. Everyone was expecting Mourinho. They didn't even get to see Dybala, who was obviously rested at Roma, and the Rossi said that friendly kind of compromised the plan a little bit. Let's see. Everyone is expecting us a character reaction for Roma, but I do agree with Steve. Uh, Salernitana, yes, I think they are as bad as they look, because they concede a lot of silly goals by individual mistakes. In the last three games, they lost 2-1 all by individual mistakes in the last few minutes, you know, penalties given away, balls given away cheaply. But they do look a threat going forward. And let's not forget the first game of the season, Roma, Salernitana, ended 2-2. So, yes, I think there are goals on the cards for sure. Yeah, what was interesting, Daniele, there's a lot of the tactical sheets put Roma down as using the Christmas tree formation last week, 4-3-2-1. Now, that's fairly un- unusual in football. But do you see that as something where he's basically using two attacking midfielders? Yeah. Would that improve their offensive ability, do you think, the rest of the season? As long as Dybala stays on the pitch and is fit, I think they got enough creativity and spark. But yes, I think Lukaku needs another striker next to him, whether it's Belotti or El Sharawi. Yeah, he definitely improves them playing the ball forward much quicker and be more proactive. Can they sustain it through the 90 minutes? That's the issue. Because again, Roma have got deficiencies, they've got injuries, they've got issues with, in, in many key positions. Salernitana versus Roma, the same game parley for Steve is over two and a half goals and both teams to score, yes, at plus 160. So a reminder of the challenge, four picks uh, apiece. Uh, Daniele's two-unit play is minus 118, one-unit pick at minus 122 with a dog at plus 185 and Daniele's top dogs have been winning him the challenge recently. The same game parley as we uh, just heard there at plus 116. Uh, James's hot dog is plus 210, uh, Steve, with minus money plays for both the two-unit and one-unit pick. The SGP, as we just heard, at plus 116. What's your gut here? Daniele has swept all before him uh, across uh, January and, indeed, the back end of December, looking for a fifth win, unprecedented. But in those four previous successes, none of them have come over. James, where do we stand here? Well, we had some big storms up here in Yorkshire recently blew down my fence, but I recently re-erected it, and uh, I'm sat on it for this one, Dan. Um, I have not split these two. Is he is strong enough? For yeah, I... <laughs> Reinfor- reinforced me. Absolutely reinforced needed it. So I'm, I'm on the fence here. This is where I'm bringing Dan into the equation. He's the backup. So well, what do you reckon, Dan? Um, well, I always think, and we talked about this last week, it, it, Rory's Rory's dog was was going to make or break him. And at one stage, it looked like uh, it was Hitafe, wasn't it? We, we were 2-0 mm. down, went back to 2-2. You thought, hang on, this this could be a massive play. And we saw, almost sort of suggested in the show that he should have had Las Palmas for his for his dog. He, he went sort of tie and Las Palmas, didn't he, in, in their really good win away from home. And, and that would have tipped it in his favour. So the, the dog, because of the price... It's such a key thing here. And when I look at the two hot dogs and the boys this week, I think that, Dan, I mean, the, the, the Milan game 
having commentated on just a couple of times this season and listened to Daniele about them, I think that that might just tip it in Daniele's favour again. But I, I say that because I don't really know too much about um, uh, where James has gone for uh, for his hot dog. Are you on any of the games this week, Dan? Are you commentating on any of the games? No, I'm not. I've got, oh, um, no. I've got I've got I've got I've got some. Chelsea, I'm at Chelsea Villa to work tomorrow night, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing a French or Italian game, so I can't. Sh- I can't shout yeah. any of the goals in. <laughs> well, I was. I was going to say, Dan, if I get caught out this week by Patrick Vieira letting me down, then I'm kind of asking for that, aren't I? So we'll just. Well, you are. That, that's it. A little bit. You, you. You know. You've. You've teed it up there a little bit. I mean, Patrick Vieira's defence. I know you two boys were. We're quite scolding about him a few weeks back, but I think the Crystal Palace situation. He had all the hard games, and then suddenly he got sacked. And Roy Hodgson came in for all the easy games and suddenly they moved away from relegation. I think Roy's on his last legs at the moment, isn't he, at Crystal Palace? I don't mind Patrick Vieira, but... I well, take you would, you, you're, a, you're a big Arsenal man these days, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you were spitting feathers when we were <laughs> slaughtering one of the I, club legends. I, the, the way, I, I mean, Daniele, uh, I mean, are you confident with your, with your picks? I, I mean, I think that Milan Bologna pick is, is, is the best pick of the week. Weekend. Yeah, but I it's like also that. true that Bologna have got the third best defense in Serie A, and so then they keep the ball well, and they don't allow a lot of chances. But I, I don't think you know that. Yeah, Milan, Milan have got the scoring boots more on. So yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think, I think at least it will be a push. Yeah, I look. I think it's a it's a high quality uh, show this week in terms of the selections. Very, very considered. We've got a few more minus money picks. Here. There's maybe a little bit more caution around where we've. We've seen Daniele go big the last few weeks, but that, of course, has, has given Daniele success. So we'll see what happens. Um, Steve, uh, Daniele, James, many thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to all. We keep everyone uh, across the uh, the picks over this weekend. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. Uh, I'll be back alongside Steve next week, as will one of Daniele or James. Will White's going to be back on uh, the show pro better. Uh, for the next challenge for us. Make sure you stay across all of the Bet Rivers uh, content this weekend. We've got plenty of tennis as well, getting some really good views, some really good picks uh, from Sean and Nigel. Got a big price anti-post through to the semis, I think. So if you head to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to watch the tennis shows as well from all of us. Uh, for now, though, it is goodbye. We'll see you next week. Oh.